Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Well, I think the biggest unsolved mystery of all, one that keeps coming up again and again, turning I swear head, to God, if you mention what I think you're going to mention, I'm going to be so pissed. There's just so many, <laughs> you know, there's just been, you know, people have heard from direct sources. People have analyzed from the outside. You know, time has now gone forward you, since the incident i'm so <laughs> sick of this but it I seems could, to I be can't get enough of it within <laughs> our world the biggest unsolved mystery has to be you know again who took a shit in the tub all right i am so done with this conversation who shat in the tub henry zabrowski you admitted to it whether it was a bit whether it be a bit or not there was a trial of the mystery pooper you can listen to it on the round table of gentlemen it's been solved i need to put the past behind me and i need you <laughs> and you i'm pointing at marcus and henry to allow me to move on with my life i have been punished and i didn't even do anything wrong because i benjamin grand kissel did not shit in the tub. I mean, I, don't know. I, I think it's funny that that's exactly where your mind went because I thought yeah. he was going to talk about Skundili Man. No. Don't say his name ever again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, this is the last podcast on the left. I am Ben with Marcus and Henry. This I am is trying, a relaxed I'm Speaking of putting things in the past, all right, this, the S man has gone out of control. <laughs> yes, he has. But I'm not talking about in your, your cynical way. I'm talking about... We've unleashed something into the world, something that was a private part of my life that now is becoming realer and realer. Yes, it is. An amazing fan day. art. We have amazing <laughs> fan art. But it's Thank very, you. very big. But yes, it, there, there's yes, there is one line of thought that Kissel did not shit in the tub. But there's a lot yeah. of there, there's a lot of thought. I wasn't there. There's a lot of different. Two thoughts. people took a shower before <laughs> Lexi Holden's now wife stepped in human dung, and it was Mike, my former roommate, who I love with all my heart, or Holden. Yeah, you make the choice. I I don't know. It just seems to be your. It, it's the way you sound like a man trapped in a corner. Like you sound like Marvin Heemeyer. You sound like a reasonable man driven okay. to do unreasonable things by no. a quote unquote system that doesn't understand him anymore. But it seems like you're flailing against a world that is that is evolving and searching for truth. Would I take a dump in the White House tub? Yes. Yeah. If I was in the White House and I was really I'll raging against the, whole the machine, building. well, sure, you can say that <laughs> in, in a, a fucking, parody I, sense. This is parody. I would take a 
rocket launcher into the White House and I would shoot it right into the Oval Office. But you would do, you okay, hold on a second. You would take a rocket launcher into the White House, but yeah, then you realize it. when you destroy the White House, you're inside of it. Yeah, man, fucking bringing it all down. They'll see me dancing upon the rubble like Nero. But I will say the way to do it is you go in there and you say it's a bouquet of flowers. You have a big box. Uh-huh. It's a bouquet of flowers. Want to congratulate Mr. Yes. Trump on a big win, 150K or dead. He killed Herman Cain. He killed Herman Cain. He murdered Herman Cain. He murdered Herman Cain. <laughs> but I, yeah, I would just get right in there and I would, I would, um, just in a parody world, I would kill everyone in there. All right. So check out the mystery pooper, the trial of the mystery pooper. It descends into chaos. As, the round table uh, of gentlemen is, of course, the show you'd have to go to for that one. Yes, of course. And Marcus, he's always had my back. Marcus, you don't believe I shat in the tub. I have it. my own theories. I have two theories as to who shat in the tub, neither of which I'll go into now. But Ben Kissel, you were not involved in either. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow! This is because yeah. this is like the deep, deep, deep conspiracy world. Like kind of what we were talking about in side stories this week about how there's a lot of double, double conspiracy thought that UFOs, like the traditional storyline of UFOs, yes. starting in 1945 with Roswell, all of that bullshit was a another 4D chess move done by the <sighs> Pentagon, and they've been thinking ever since at that time, saying we'll set up this whole storyline so we can fly whatever we want in the skies, and what? everyone will just say. Uh, the UFO, but I think that <laughs> takes more coordination than any anything else. What does 4D chess even mean? Does that mean you have smell-o-vision? Does that, <laughs> what, what is 4D chess? I don't, like, what would that actually be? If we're going with the actual definition of 4D, that would mean that they also, they play chess uh, also through time, which I'm okay. not sure if playing chess through time is possible. You could do it by letter. I can't even play words with friends. I can't even do that stupid ass game where your friends are supposed to fill in a word or whatever. And like, it's Scrabble. This is, you can't sing. You can't play Scrabble. No, because the other person that you play it with doesn't play it on the right time. We've or they got play into it too this. much. We've already talked about We've it. We've gotten into this <laughs> very, so very deep. Especially but, chess with friends. It's like, where are these people? I exactly. thought I had friends. <laughs> no, uh, but speaking of games, I have been playing Last of Us 2. Again, thank you so much for that personal shout out. They wrote, hail yeah. yourself and hail me. And I believe even the Magustalation showed up there at some point, perhaps um, a few times in that game. And I have been living vicariously through what I believe is a 14 year old girl who is experiencing or experimenting with lesbianism. And I think that's wonderful. Oh, she's not experimenting, buddy. She is full on lesbian. You're not a girl, so not I, yet a woman. I don't know what's going on. Currently, I'm killing zombies as Ellie. Um, um, she is badass, but I had, it did take me a second to flip my brain into the psyche of a teenage girl, and it is a lot of drama. I really <laughs> don't understand how anyone survived their teens. We remember after covering the Slenderman attempted murder last week, when we the, the, we see the world of the thirteen year old is filled Ooh. with like sexual desire and, and thoughts of murder and and you know everybody's thirsting after timothy shamalama ding dong my <laughs> goodness gracious marcus you didn't prepare me mentally for how difficult this journey was going to be i wanted you to go into it uh completely blind i i wanted you to experience the full last of us experience uh with uh, no preconceptions but the next game you should play is definitely ghost of tsushima yes Ooh, i uh, totally will because marcus yeah. described it as um what is it it's a ninja basically 
basically Sam, Ninja- S- Samurai Red Dead Redemption. Yeah! It's the best game I've played play. since Witcher 3. It's fantastic. I can't fucking wait, dude. I can't wait to get into this. I love the games. Yes, but not that the multi-billion dollar gaming industry needs our help yeah, or support, help. but Last of Us 2 thus far has been absolutely beautiful, and I'm still amazed at what they can do, because you can see the grass moving. You can see the horse tail flapping around trying to arouse you. It's incredible what these video games can do. Now I sound like a 90-year-old man. You do. Ben, you they've been sh- able to do that for 10 years. It's been 15. a while. And if you're still, if you're <laughs> not still amazed by Nintendo it, you, 64. if you are not still amazed by it, then aren't you not looking at how amazing the world is? You're also just not at enough milligrams on your edible intake, because that's what's truly important. <laughs> what I love is the te- eating, as, eating as many edibles as I can stand, sitting in front of God of War, and there are times Nat has walked in to me playing the video game just going, Oh, <laughs> oh, that, oh, that dragon's so big. Oh, I'm small in this. But I tell you what, if I eat another box of fucking couscous, I'm going to be playing a couple of 5D chess. You know what I'm talking about? My my back hurts from the size of my breasts. <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, Ben, if you're impressed with the grass physics, wait till you get to the cord physics. Oh, that's going to be impressive. The cord physics? Yeah, no, no. It's, trust me, it's a gigantic achievement. Okay, I'm very, very excited about it. Chord physics sounds like playing all the veins in Sylvester Stallone's arms, like mm. a ocarina or a violin. <laughs> Man, you got to. Uh, I was looking at some bodybuilders the other day on Instagram. I got into bodybuilder Instagram. They get big, and there's this guy Brian Cage who's in the AEW, and he has grown parts of his body that I didn't know could grow. They yeah. find and little muscles and they, and make, they make them, them big. big. They make them biggy, biggy, big. And I was looking. Nat caught me the other day watching. A bunch of bodybuilders on but Instagram. I don't, I'm not. I'm not jealous of them, though. I think they're too big. No, I think they're fascinating. I love how much they eat. I yeah. love that they get. They make the grunts, and I showed them to Natalie, <laughs> and she's like, "Are you trying to tell me you're bi? Like, is this like a thing? Are you sexually Dude, obsessed with you these please? men?" And I was like, "I'm not. I. I. I mean, who knows?" I had a very sexual dream the other day with a man involved. <laughs> so that should help when we were pitching the shows. I'll make sure to tell everyone in Hollywood. I'll make sure. I like a smaller man. If I was going to go for one, hmm. a well. small one, a fey one. Okay. One with like little feet and a long nose. You want a hobbit? No, one skinnier than a hobbit. So you want yourself, but skinny? I guess. That is but not f- even me. But not here, suit. You'd have to be hairless. That's very, very strange. Hairless and... They'd have to be are hairless and slinky. Are you allowed next to playgrounds? I'm just what saying... Is, what are you... You're describing a child. I'm describing a woman. In a way. I just wish... That, I wish that slinky, like, so slight want, man with a, breasts. With breasts and, 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 and a vagina, not a penis. I mean, you know what, though? But the, I, You know, in the dark... You could definitely hear and feel the difference between a vagina and a penis. You could just imagine it's something like a huge old clit. We're not in prison. <laughs> we don't have to do that right now. Thank God. Uh, Strongman Eddie, if you want to watch a documentary on strongmen, speaking of how much they eat, I was watching this documentary and he was complaining. He's like, I got to wake up at 4 a.m. and I got to eat. And he has to have like 1,700 calories per meal. And I was like, you fucking little bastard complaining about this shit. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to feel sympathy for you. I did that and I didn't work out. What's his name? Brian Shaw. Is that the Canadian guy that was the world's strongest man? I forget his name. But watching him house two lasagnas and I'm just being like, (laughs) I'm just I'm just fucking sick of this. And it's like. (laughs) You're like 50 Garfields. You know, this is an incredible existence. Marcus, I understand that would be very stressful for you if you had to eat because you hate eating. 
Uh, I well, it's not that I hate eating. I actually enjoy eating. I just find eating highly annoying. I find the act. I find the idea that I have to eat at least twice a day to be an extremely uh, annoying feature of being human. I like the sensual feeling of food going down my throat. It's fine. I, that's that's what I've sort of realized over time. Is I like the activity of eating. Yeah, I know. I, I've been eating a lot of salads lately. I've been going to Health Nut uh, here in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> it's called Health Nut. So they they come in. They come on all the food. Uh, but semen is not bad for you. Technically, it's very good protein. You can put it on your face, too. It makes your skin tighter, apparently. You can put it in your hair, and it makes it look like a spider lives in there. Yes, indeed. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. We really (laughs) jumped off the reservation. None of this is what the show is about. This is not what the last podcast is about. The last podcast is about mysteries, both explained and unexplained. And on today's episode, Marcus has done a bit of research, as he always does, because he is addicted to work, and I don't feel guilty about it anymore um marcus loves to work okay uh, not really it's it's more that work is absolutely necessary for success that's more that's more what it is yeah addicted to success i don't like working i don't like it no one who do the only people who like working are people who don't have jobs uh technically you just had for work this week henry um you had to smoke a bunch of weed vapes that was work that was work technically it was work because we're doing i did is a big deal for our company you we're gonna be moving you'll see you're gonna see all the moves we're making You'll see. Um, But let's get into some of these unsolved mysteries, shall we, Mr. Parks? Yeah, I I mean, I didn't do a ton of work. I read a couple, like an article on oxygen. Oh, so you didn't do a lot of work. So you just complained about all the work you did, and now you just immediately made it. I I read an article on oxygen and oxygen on, or an article on Vice, you know, about, you know, famous. That's the amount of work that I do, and I don't complain. (laughs) But I also wrote. He did write. But I will say, again, this is not remotely tied to the new Netflix version of Unsolved Mysteries. We're not getting paid by them. I wonder... Like, if we should have been, if we should have, like, organized that, if we should have maybe pitched this to Netflix to say, hey, we're going to talk about Unsolved Mysteries on the show, sure. not just, like, Unsolved Mysteries, lowercase you, lowercase M, we're going to talk about proper noun Unsolved Mysteries, uh, because there was stuff that came out that we want to talk about that, that's kind of behind the scenes, but if you watch the new season of Unsolved Mysteries, have you watched all the episodes yet, Marcus? Uh, yeah, I've watched almost all of them, yeah. The one with Pam Endress, where she goes missing outside of her hair salon. And her, I think it's former, it's like fiancé or husband, Rob Endress. Uh I believe that it was either, or a boyfriend, they were close. And I remember he is like, obviously, he's the suspicious one of the episode. And there's, the only way to describe it is that he looks like if, if George Zimmerman lost his hair. Right. Oh, okay. And he looks like he's a Zimmerman. Like you'd call him a Zimmerman if you saw him. Like it's I a see. type of person. But he goes on to describe in the show about how when he finally saw the remains of his like his ex Pam, right, like the, the person that it went missing. But how like do you see this shit, Kissel? I didn't see this one. He talked about how when they showed him all the skull and the bones. That they left him, he's like, he asked for time alone with them, right? Oh my Which goodness. is the most suspicious thing of all, right? Yeah. Which is like, I would expect this out of dog meat, but I know that he would just be measuring well, them to see if they'd go on his shelf. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I would, I really hope when I do die, if that does happen, Herman Cain has passed away, so I know death is real. Um, I'm going to put you on. You do keep my bones, Marcus, or all piece of my body. We're putting hey, if, I got, if I got room to store them, I will. We're going to put If you Kissel, got room to store them, 
missile. You can't, you can't move one of your horse skeletons for my femur bone? I already well, have yeah, a plan. I'll keep your femur bone. Yeah, sure. But your Thank skeleton you. is fucking enormous. Oh it's really God. very big. So my goal is I already have a plan for all of this. You don't even, we're not even need to put him in storage because he's going to be a roving show. We're going to put him in a glass case with a big chicken leg. We're going to put him in there like showing all the different things that he's bigger than. And like like a watermelon. We're going to put a fire hydrant. Everyone's bigger than a watermelon. But then I'll put like Muggsy Bogues. Professional basketball player. bigger than Muggsy Bogues. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be interesting to see just how much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. The scale. And then we'll just. So you're going to kill Muggsy Bogues in order to get his skeleton to make this exhibit a reality. I honestly think we could probably just pay Muggsy Bogues. Yeah. We hire Muggsy Bogues. To come in and like do 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 just like around bounce the skeleton. ball around you just to like him like and then we'll lift up a, a string attached to one of your arms to block one of his shots you know and everyone <laughs> go like yeah yay um, but Rob Endress when he goes in to see the remains he describes about how he picked up her skull and this is the woman he's pro- I mean Ugh. he probably killed her I mean we don't know it's an unsolved mystery okay I don't think he probably killed her he, he, there's something suspicious. I think he's just a very strange man. That's hard if you're All just, right. if you're born strange, a lot of times you just go to jail just for being a fucking icky wicky little weirdo. Yeah, yeah that's the a problem. A lot of guys go to stra- jail for being icky wicky weirdos. I don't, I don't think he's, Damien a, I don't get a murderer vibe from him. So yeah, what Damien happened Eccles. with the skeleton? But he picked up the skeleton and he's Damien like, Eccles was innocent also. By the I'm way. saying, but he, yeah. because yeah. he was an icky wicky little weirdo at the time, he went to jail for that. He was just poor. Both. <laughs> you can be poor and weird. Yeah. Look at all of us. Look at how we all grew up. True, true. When he lifted up the skull of his precious wife, and he's like, and so I sat with them for a while, oh my and God. they let me sit with her for 25 minutes, and he's like, and just so she knew that I was there, I gave it a little kiss. And he said her- he picked up her fucking rotting skull. The skull just, that they'd found in the forest after yeah. being out there for months. Well, this is just, how COVID started. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he didn't what? try to sell it at market. He just looked at it and it was just like, because I, uh, you know. Why would he do that? <sighs> and he actually took it further. Like, he eventually ended up being the guy in custody of the remains and he ended up sleeping with the remains at night like and and cuddling and he said he would cuddle with the box that contained his wife's ashes so i'm gonna have a time machine here and i don't want to go far back i'm just gonna go back 90 seconds marcus Uh when you said you don't get serial killer vibes um how don't you because the man is sleeping with a corpse and he seems quite happy about it. That's that is to me, that's he like wasn't, a red flag is up. But no, he wasn't happy about it at all. Like it's, you know, people react very strangely when they're grieving. This guy was devastated and this was okay. how he grieved. This was because he couldn't stand to not have her around anymore. And the closest yeah, but, he could get was like cuddling and he would talk to the ashes too. Like he then, would uh, pretend that she was still alive oh i mean i guess that's relatively normal every grandma and grandpa that has lost their partner they just my grandma used to talk to herb um her husband forever i mean even though even though she definitely helped kill him no my (laughs) memar had a gd she had the shoebox of my grandfather's ashes on the chair every day which she'd walk her watch her fox news and she'd pat him and it was great for them i guess but do you think that there's a time when you just come in super hammered and you're, you know, your wife's ashes is in your little waifu body, body pillow that you're now could, I guess, what are you going to do? You normally sleep with it. And at some point you're like, you know, uh, she never let me go on her face. 
But she always right. said that she was kind of well, maybe, maybe that's into it. Well, maybe that's because you called it going on her face. She <laughs> just said, hey, maybe we'll do it for her 50th birthday. And guess what? I was 50 three days ago. Oh, so let's just sad. Let's just whip one out. One last well, how do you know around. if the ashes are her face, her butt, her calves, her shoulder? It's ashes. That just roll the dice, my friend. Roll the <laughs> dice. All right. Well, if you're going to uh, ask to uh, come on your significant other, do not say go on your face. <laughs> you yeah, mind yeah. if I go on your face? And then I go on your face. <laughs> and then, I could see that happening in the heat of passion. I could see that. Yeah, you do like go on your face, but the problem is make sure you both have the same meaning of go. Yes, because yeah. all of a sudden she's waiting for Dookie. And then the ice cream comes. All right. Well, Marcus, what are some of the researches? What are some uh, what's some of the unsolved mysteries that we want to share with the audience? Well, we're not talking the new unsolved mysteries. We're talking old school unsolved mysteries. We're talking Robert Stack unsolved mysteries. My man Stack. Now, one of the most satisfying experiences one could have while watching Unsolved Mysteries were the updates. Yeah. When you discovered what seemed to be the fruits of everyone's shared experience watching the show, even if you never actually called in a tip yourself. If there was an update and somebody and it looked like something was solved, you felt like you did something because you you were watching. Can you imagine the suicide rate of the people that work at the hotline? For Unsolved Mysteries, they must have received the craziest phone calls, and then at some point, they must have just become friends with someone who desperately needed a partner in life. People talk about that all the time, about the trauma of being a suicide helpline uh, operator, being a uh, 911 operator. It's really difficult on the brain. And same thing with the, the suicide rate of the people that spend their lives going through content on Facebook, removing all the child pornography and beheadings and shit that they have to watch because they can't figure out proper bots that can figure it out on their own. Well, that is the premise of a classic uh, horror splatter film, Evil Ed. Now, as we know, there were quite a few mysteries that ended up being solved because the show got the case's attention, although many of those mysteries were solved simply by viewers recognizing a photo, as opposed to the tireless sleuthing of amateur detectives. That is why I feel actually I actually feel bad for Pat Oswald's now uh, deceased wife, Miss McNamara. I mean, this show, because- she is legit. She was like a, she had become like a cop at the end. But the yeah. problem is all it takes is a DNA ancestry dot com search and then the case is solved so 20 years of this woman's life or 10 years kind of got kind of got scooped by a google search the documentary (laughs) very carefully shows that it was her idea to check 23 and me but yes it was after she passed that they did all of the exhaustive breakdown of all the different families and all of the people like it took like two years of work just to get through all of the different people that were involved. Yeah, 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 yeah. That almost makes you not want to work at all, right, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point, huh? What's the point? Yep. <laughs> well, sometimes viewers even recognize themselves. In one episode, a man named Craig Williamson was reported to have gone missing while on a business trip to Colorado Springs, and his wife maintained that he had to be suffering from amnesia somewhere. I wish. Ooh, cool. He- couldn't have just run off on his own. And as it turned out, she was right. 
or at least Craig Williamson, latched onto the amnesia story and stuck to it, saying that he'd been beaten by two men years before and had lost all memory of his previous life. Yeah, babe, I just been like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, I just, whew. Yeah, you have amnesia, huh? You don't oh, remember. that's what I have. You have a- <laughs> That's what I have. <laughs> that is the word. You know what? The amnesia, amnesia. caused me to forget the family, I the had bills. Amnesia. Right. First of all, to begin with. Because you you left and we had the car payments and we had all those things that we had to pay for. Man, what a fucking hassle that sounds like. Yeah, it was pretty rough for me. I was then single and I was looking for you and stuff. Yeah, I teach people how to bodyboard now. <laughs> in Colorado Springs, evangelical Christian capital of the country, by the way. That's yep. right. Now, but also one of the uh, most fun shows that we ever did. Our yes. show in Colorado Springs. That was four. one of my favorite live shows ever. That was an incredible it show. It was. It was 421 because the 420 oh. show in Denver was almost impossible to do because everyone was too high to react and then they, st- they didn't have a projector. Not too high to react, too high to set up the stage. That was fun. We performed on six <laughs> inches in front of the stage because everyone that worked there, not to slander this place, is probably closed because it wasn't even great barbecue. Now I am slandering it, but that's just the facts. <laughs> they were too stoned to set up the stage and like they were like, oh, a show's happening? Like a show's happening? It was like 759. We're like, cool. show was it eight? God, I was never more mad at stoners in my life. I love weed, but give me a good alcoholic to set up the stage. That Denver, that that four twenty in Denver made me look at my use of weed. Like it made me look at take a step back and being like, oh my god, how much shit has fallen through the cracks in my own life? I ended up in the fetal position in the hotel shower because someone gave me weed beef jerky, oh, and I didn't know it was weed until way too late. Great beef jerky, though. The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast, your dog. That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You pet your dog. You're going to learn about Bark. It's the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. Every month, BarkBox decides and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively. But BarkBox sends good little ones for their little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats and oh they love their life and they love that they love what bark box brings because bark box brings the bark and puts it in a box yep to get your free upgrade go to barkbox.com slash l-e-f-t my sister is the best gift giver i've ever met of any person it's jackie zabrowski she shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put 
photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, I fight to set my child up for success, which is why, as I sit and read Carmi and Wendy Dune, trying to explain to them the concepts of the savior complex not working, doubling back on itself, the concept of what does it mean to be a living God? What are those limitations? What are those expectations? And honestly, I know they just want chicken. But there are kids out there that need this type of direct help. And IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them understand and master topics in a fun way. Not unlike me, reading children, Dune Messiah, getting to about 365, seeing where they're at. See if they understand anything. There's no more grading these worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. You can't even believe it! You don't want to make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And last podcast in the left listeners could get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash left. Visit IXL.com slash left to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This guy, Craig Williamson, he did return to his wife after seeing himself on the show. But either he changed too much in the intervening years or he'd run away for a reason. Because he and his wife ended up divorcing not too long after the reunion. Especially when you have to do the Linus walk with the sad thing with your blanket, like back to your wife, leaving your whole world of smoking weed with snow bunnies, teaching people how to bodyboard on on the ground. This is insane. But that's not to say Unsolved Mysteries didn't lead to big arrests when it came to murder. Yes. In 1988, viewers in Moses Lake, Washington, recognized murderers Missy Mundy and Jerry Strickland as new arrivals to the area, and they promptly called the police. Damn. Yeah, Missy Mundy, uh, Missy Mundy, yeah, I'd recognize that uh, that gaunt anywhere. There. I'm trying to find a word for taint. Uh, Missy Mundy just, Missy Mundy just sounds what? like it's just a lot of a lot of brown down there, a lot, a lot of pooping going on there. It sounds like Misty Monday that was in, I believe. It was a planet of the like naked apes. It was like, pla- what, do you remember that? It was a bunch of weird planet of the naked apes. Misty Monday was in a bunch of soft core like movie parodies. Was she in Dinosaur Island? Are you thinking she about was Misty, in Dinosaur you're Island? Thinking about Misty Mountains? No, I'm thinking about Misty Monday. Her name was Misty Monday. Yep. Misty Monday, that's a Roger Corman classic right there. No kidding. You'd love it. It's dinosaurs and tits. Yep. Well, what if you jerk off to the dinosaurs? The problem is, is that you you masturbate. What if you come when a T Rex is on camera? Next thing you know, you can never find love because they're extinct. I want to hear your story then. I want to hear your story as a paleosexualist. <laughs> That's right, aka dinosaur fucker. 
Well, Missy Mundy, 17, when her 26-year-old boyfriend, Jerry, shot a money courier in the head for $11,000 at a gas station, Ooh. she actually turned on Jerry and avoided major jail time. What While a shocker. Jerry, what? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Well, Jerry is still doing life in prison. I'm going to say this to you right now. If you're planning to kill somebody over $11,000. It's a right, lot of money. Right now, it, but I will say right now, it sounds like a lot of money until you kill somebody for $11,000. And then the money's gone in two months. And then you, if you have to kill well. again, you're going to be like, oh, I might as well get a job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like someone that would kill somebody for $11,000. First of all, that's not the least amount of money we've heard people dying for. Some people yep. die over a buck. Yep. You go to you go to a casino, you flip that. Next thing you got 22000 Boom, you flip that again. Next thing you know, you're looking at 44000 Boom, you flip that again. Next thing you know, you're middle class. Never. I mean, I'm going to say this right now. If you get a LinkedIn invite from KMM, Kissel Money Management, literally never respond. I think I can turn that ten grand into twenty pretty quick. But the strange thing is I could also lose it even faster. <laughs> I could see you on a series of billboards in Los Angeles with your new catchphrase, boom, flip it. Boom, boom flip, flip it. it. Boom, flip it is so good, Marcus. You don't even know what you just did. Boom, flip it. Unsolved Mysteries was even responsible for catching a potential serial killer named Edward Bell. He'd killed a roughneck named Larry Dickens in 1978, but he later confessed to killing 11 girls, although no evidence of those murders was ever found. Holy shit. Interesting note about that episode. Larry Dickens was played by Matthew McConaughey in one of his very first credited acting roles. That's incredible. He was a reenactor at first. Yeah. Why do people go into the police station and do this thing where it's like, all right, we got you for the murder in Larry Dickens. And they sit there and be like, I do you one better. I also (laughs) killed 11 young girls. And they're all like... Man, we didn't even fucking ask you about that. Well, I don't understand how you can have no evidence. Isn't there a family attached to these uh, 11 girls? Isn't someone like, oh, yeah, my daughter did go missing. That's right. Like, how is there well, no evidence? He doesn't know the names of the victims. And a lot of times what these guys do is that they'll confess to murders in order to get favors. And they're like, you know, I'll c- confess these 11 murders. I'll tell you where these bodies are. And it's, it's like, uh, what is it? Henry Lee Lucas. Henry, Henry Lee Lucas, Lucas did it just so for Henry Lee Lucas did it for strawberry milkshakes. I mean, to be honest, you're in jail. Hey, man. A strawberry milkshake will lift your mood. Unsolved Mysteries, though, also helped with cases that seemed unsolvable. An episode in 1993 featured a box of bones discovered by a man named Newell Sessions, who discovered a human skeleton with a bullet lodged in its skull and a trunk he'd received from a friend named Gabby Morris, who said he bought the trunk at a yard sale and didn't know there was a skeleton inside. To be honest, you probably got that skeleton at a deal. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're just buying a trunk, because a skeleton, a human skeleton, probably go for about two grand. It's real oh, expensive. I, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, it's absolutely. very expensive. That's I, that's a great macabre episode of Storage Wars going on here. I like this. If Storage Wars was real, there would be oh so my God, many you more. <laughs> oh, well, yes, store, reality television producers plan things. Are you going to do that? No, I'm just saying because the storage unit that we have 
we go and there's just there's a man I walk in there every day and there's a guy washing himself in a bucket living in there he's going like hey neighbor like he just says that every time I walk in and I was like I don't live here sir I just store things here he's like yeah me too I store me <laughs> well he's a very smart man and rent is too damn high well during the unsolved mystery segment on the bones it was mentioned that a grocery bag from a supermarket in Iowa was found with a skeleton which caught the attention of Shelly Statler whose grandfather had disappeared from Des Moines in 1963. It wasn't until 2017 that the bones were finally tested. And sure enough, they were discovered to be the remains of Joseph Mulvaney, Shelley's missing grandfather. Damn! And as it turned out, Mulvaney's stepson was Gabby Morris. What? All right, explain Wait, again. Wait, what? Explain this. <laughs> explain the connections again. All right. So Gabby Morris gave this box of bones to a friend named Newell Sessions. Cool. Wait, so Gabby is a guy. Gabby is a man. Yeah. See, I, was, I, I felt like Bill O'Reilly for a second. I was like, now what's going on? Now he was the grandson, but now it's Gabby. Is, now she's a woman now. And how does all no, this work? It's like Gabby, like Gabby Hayes, the old act. Gabby Hayes, you know yeah. the old. I've never heard the name Gabby uh, in a masculine sense, but I am. I'm here for it. It is short for Gabstifer. <laughs> Well, from what the grandchild said, Mulvaney and Gabby's mother had an awful relationship. The mother was abusive, and Shelley believed that her grandmother shot and killed Mulvaney, then buried the remains in the trunk. Then, some years later, for reasons unknown, Gabby Morris dug up the trunk and carted it around the country for years on multiple moves before finally leaving it with his friend, Newell Sessions. Was he fucking John Candy from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? What do you mean? <laughs> he, just, hey, he, he just had this thing oh, with no. him? He just had this trunk with him everywhere he went? Yeah. I, I have moved several times with whole collections of bullshit that you yeah. just don't really like and I keep bringing like oh no I definitely need this nutcracker meanwhile like <laughs> I particularly the walnuts you eat around Christmas but honestly I only really liked shelled nuts I don't want to crack the nuts <laughs> well Gabby Morris thought that he could just give his friend the trunk and maybe the maybe the friend would never open it because <laughs> Gabby he pretty much knew that his stepfather's bones were in there even though he had nothing to do with the murder uh but and actually he was kind of right because you know to this day no charges has, have ever been leveled against gabby morris well you he know? didn't do what did he do wrong i mean he didn't do anything wrong he just ran an illegal mortuary if we want to use the words of fucking uh if we wanted to oh was that from uh is that from the birds that's from no, gacy that's john wayne gacy john wayne gacy yeah if there's sure. anything i'm uh, guilty of it's running an unlicensed cemetery mm-hmm. yeah john and you're not a very funny clown either <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine having you know what honestly I'd give a fucking trunk full of bones to Kissel because Kissel's not really a detail-oriented person. Yeah, and that's so true. We, you find your friend that wouldn't open the trunk. We all have a friend that would just have it sit in his house and not know and not yeah. care. And if they open it up, they'd be like, "Oh, Halloween." The Halloween decoration. Yeah, I probably wouldn't react that much. I don't react to many, many, many uh, what other people would react to as catastrophic events. I have just been through so many that I don't even feel them anymore. Do you think it's just a hole in your personality? No, I think it's a defense mechanism that keeps us successful. You know what? I appreciate it. You have COVID-19 of the soul. <laughs> 
Boy, Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some Texas Pete sriracha sauce. And I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs in a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST. 24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, You can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. 
and fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. But even though Unsolved Mysteries was responsible for cracking over 200 cases... One murder case that it ended up solving wasn't even a crime in the first place, but was instead an elaborate hoax that got way out of hand. And the whole thing was cooked up by morning zoo radio DJs. And they say that us, we don't contribute anything to society. Man cow here. (laughs) On June 13th, 1990, in Los Angeles, the K-Rock morning crew, Kevin and the Bean, that was uh, Kevin Ryder and Gene Bean Baxter, they ran a segment called Confess Your Crime, in which listeners were encouraged to call in and do just that, confess a crime. Solid. This is actually a brilliant radio idea. It's a good bit. It's a really That's good a bit. That's a great bit. But at 9 a.m., things took a dark turn when a caller telephoned in, refusing to give his name. He said that he'd done something terrible, and he needed to confess. And for some reason, Kevin and the Bean in the morning seemed the perfect place to do it. Uh, well, tell me, uh, do you want to tell us immediately and don't have a cow, man? <laughs> you got it, Bean. How you doing, Bean? <laughs> I'm feeling it today, dude. Oh, I had five scoops this morning. <laughs> I'm just—I can't even say anything because I am one of these people. No, I mean, uh, morning, morning zoo is—that's uh, our grandfather, so we can't—we uh, can't, can't diss f- him too much. Not too much. Well, the caller continued by saying that he'd had a girlfriend for about six years and was on the verge of marrying her. But it all ended when he came home one day to find her in bed with a good friend of his. <gasps> is this Garth Brooks? <laughs> Ooh, and the thunder rolls. Did he really kill someone and then write the thunder rolls? All I know is Chris Gaines is the single greatest transition in music history, and I love Garth Brooks. Um, but it was Chris Gaines wasn't successful, though. No, no, I know, but I loved it. <laughs> that was when, if you just appeared to be a metrosexual, people thought you were extra. Yeah, it's super. <laughs> and so he just combed his hair, and everyone's like, Whoa. "There's no way that's Garth. That's well, Chris Gates." If, and I will say, if anybody killed somebody, it was never Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks said no. No. It was Chris Gaines, and he explained <laughs> yes. that to the police probably several times, and they probably let him off, just thinking like. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. we'll never catch Chris Gaines because your hair's not dyed right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so after this caller told the story about coming home and finding his girlfriend in bed with his best friend, he seemed a little hesitant to continue. But after Kevin and the Bean did the requisite amount of morning zoo prodding, like, yep. come on, man, tell, tell us the story. Tell us the story. <laughs> <laughs> give us give us a three-farter, would you? We haven't had a three-farter yet. <laughs> nice. Well, after that, the caller admitted that he'd beaten his girlfriend badly after the discovery and after a little bit more prodding he admitted that he'd beaten her to death 
That's a rough. That's a rough fucking War of the Roses call. This is nine on fucking traffic night. This is nine o'clock in the morning, so you know they also have to cut to commercial at some point, and it's just like this is Terry with Mifflin tires. Come on down, three for one. Oh, more like one for three. Yeah, and then immediately he's been like, that sounds pretty wacky. You know, this is wacky. Tonight, Bob Saget with America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, Kevin and the Bean passed the four-minute phone call off as 100% real, sounding suitably shaken after the supposed confessed murder hung up when the DJs began suggesting that he get help for his problems. Wow, nothing like Kevin and the Bean telling someone that they need help. If (laughs) Kevin and the Bean is telling you to seek mental help, you are crazy. As shit. Sometimes it's nice to get. You never know when that really good reach out, where it's going to come from. Kevin and the Bean. Who knows? Kevin and the Clit might do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What listeners didn't know, though, and what Kevin and the Bean never said, was that the whole thing was a setup. <gasps> yep. In reality, the caller was a fellow radio DJ from Arizona named Doug the Slug Roberts. <laughs> they both just have nicknames that rhyme yeah. with their first name. <laughs> Gene the Bean and Doug the Slug. Welcome back to Doug the Slug Radio. Uh, it's We're going to get the lead out here. Uh, man, it's, uh, it's easy to fill time when you're uh, Doug the slug because it's a- get the salt here he comes oh no now the whole point of this stunt was to get attention you know give people a little water cooler talk hold on a second you think morning zoo, morning zoo DJs did they want attention I don't know about that I, I am desperate for attention yeah I mean, well that's what they later said they were like you know we just wanted somebody give some people something to talk about at the water cooler you know like have people talking about Kevin and the bean after they get to work why do they all sound like Doug's best friend? <laughs> Skeeter. They all sound like Skeeter. But as it turned out, people take murder confessions pretty seriously. Oh, even in the, the 90s, huh? Even in the 90s, yeah. Mm-hmm. The station received immediately 60 calls and several faxes from people who thought that maybe they knew the identity of the killer. Then the L.A. County Sheriff's Office got involved because, after all, they very well couldn't ignore a public murder confession. And when they spoke with Kevin and the Bean, the zoo crew did not own up to the hoax and just <laughs> no, kept playing along. Because at this point, you are locked into the bit. I know this, unfortunately. I can see myself going to jail for a bit. For the bit. Not, not understanding that it's a crime to just lie to the police, like not knowing, just keep saying it's like, because every time I say something, they look over at Kissel and give him a wink. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. Yeah, he beat her to death. Yeah, uh, Henry, you're probably going to tell the cops it was all a joke, buddy, because we are, I'm in cuffs, you're in cuffs. Marcus has said that he is not bailing us out again. Kissel, I'll tell you what, there's nothing funny about a man beating a woman to death. You I know see what I'm that you're trying to make the joke still, Henry. <laughs> we, go, we are in custody. Well, because Kevin and the Beans like, gave statements to the police as if this whole thing was real, the officer put in charge of the case, Sergeant John Yarborough, spent weeks oh sifting through leads and coordinating further investigations with police around the country who were looking to clear similar cold cases. This is the type of situation that explains why sometimes a cop will pull you over for having like a broken taillight and give you like five tickets. This is like one of those <laughs> things. You can see him doing this all day and then leaving and being like, you know, fuck this guy in a bicycle. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy. Well, I'm that's, beat the shit out of him. That's the scary thing. That's why cops need therapy, too. I agree. Well, after that, the local news picked up the story, and television crews mobbed K-Rock to interview Kevin and the Bean, who just kept saying <laughs> over and over how stunned they were at the whole situation. Dude, yeah, I can't, I can't believe a guy would call in here and tell us that he beat a woman to death. <laughs> right? Can Bean? you stop winking, Kevin? This is very serious. I'm Bean. I am obviously... I always love that Morning Zoo Radio does establish alpha character and beta character oh, Immediately, always. And for a while, it, it worked out for everyone. Ratings went up, and probably going off of the re- recommendation of Kevin and the Bean, Doug the Slug was hired as the 9 to Midnight guy for K-Rock. This is why people that like Epstein exist. But it's, this is the type of like nepotism that you see mirrored in all society, where you got Doug the Slug... What, what, what kind of meritocracy allows Douglas Slug to get the nighttime spot? Honestly, that's perfect. <laughs> I mean, he probably led to a lot of drivers falling asleep and getting into car accidents and dying. But nonetheless, <laughs> Doug the Slug, nine to midnight, that's a perfect shift. That's a good shift, yeah. See, the whole thing was on its way to petering out because Sergeant Yarborough said that he'd suspected the whole thing was a hoax from the very beginning. But everything changed when the call was aired on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, oh no. shit. This is this <laughs> joke that's when is it went nationwide. Whoa. Hey, Dean, I think we're in trouble, man. <laughs> yeah. I'd say we were. <laughs> that wasn't even like a, a bit fart, man. That was a that was a sad fart. That was actually a worried fart. Still funny, yo, Bean. Still funny, Bean. Well, the segment in question involved 19-year-old Angela Cummings, who had been discovered dead in her boyfriend's home in Northern California just two months after Doug the Slug played the part of the killer on Kevin and the Bean. Now, by total coincidence, the story that Doug the Slug made up matched a lot of the details in the Angela Cummings murder. Not good. I think he did it. (laughs) And as a result... The L.A. County Sheriff's Department received 400 calls from would-be sleuths. Oh, shit. Now, Kevin, the Bean, and the Slug had all decided they were going to take this thing to the grave, if at all possible. Just tell the truth! <laughs> this is it is so much worse to do it like that! <laughs> to everybody out here listening. All right, we all love bits, right? But... Andy Kaufman's life was ruined by bits, and he, no one still believes he's dead. <laughs> no, right? no, they still don't believe he's dead. I, I honestly still hold out some hope that Andy Kaufman will show up, but it doesn't help your life to be locked in a lie in a bit. Now it's going to take you to court. Well, ten months after the Unsolved Mysteries episode aired, one of the three of them trusted the wrong intern. Ooh, told them oh the God. whole story. It was because the Bean. First of all, what do you mean one of the three? It wasn't Doug the Slug and it certainly wasn't Kevin. It was Bean. Yeah, the Bean was fucking flirting with Demetria, the new 23-year-old intern that showed up being like, yeah, you know, radio's kind of difficult because of the stress, you know? It's just like, it's a whole thing and she's yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. Well, is that why you fart so much, Bean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am a lot deeper than it would be. <laughs> See, I can't escape it. I'm the bean no matter where I go. Oh, I bean. wish I could shut the bean off. <laughs> Man, that's your moneymaker, baby. Come on. Well, after this intern discovered the truth, he called the sheriff and turned in the zoo crew. Man, oh, that's just a bad employee. I, I wonder because I, I love the idea of like, I never want to get to the area where I'm like, 
trust testing like everyone in the in the network. You know what I mean? Like yeah. floating a fake lie to see if someone says something and then be like, "That's our leak." Like they do yeah. the, with the CIA does. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Of course, we trust everyone that works here at the LPN network. Uh, we only do the strictest of vetting processes, which is, uh, can you talk to Ben after he's had 10 Bud Lights? The answer is yes. You're hired. <laughs> well, as far as consequences went, all three DJs were suspended from K-Rock for six days. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they just did a really good job. They did. Yeah, it I was mean, the, it's the best like radio yeah. call-in bit of all time. This reminds me of Howard Stern's private parts where he's like, the ratings are up. And then Pig Vomit is like, the ratings are up. How are the ratings up? But we hate them. And it's like Kevin and the Bean are just like, we are selling so many Godfather's pizza ads. This is amazing. All we had to do was pretend that we know someone who killed a woman. <laughs> it's the funniest bit we could think this of. This is brilliant. <laughs> Well, they were also ordered to perform 149 hours of community service each. The, the worst landscaping crew ever. Oh, you yeah. imagine the, Kevin and the Bean cleaning up the highways? No, it's the same as the fucking three of us had to clean up the highways. It would just be me just going like, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. I got my shoes dirty. Well, you guys picked up 30 bags of Fritos and uh, a bunch of different things here on the st- side uh, on the street, uh, but you left five thousand cigarette butts oh yeah uh, i made those cigarette butts you did that so technically the streets are dirtier than ever thank you they were also ordered to pay twelve thousand one hundred and seventy dollars to the sheriff's department to replace the funds officers spent investigating the non-existent crime well well the 149 hours of community service that was to match the 149 hours the officers spent investigating this bullshit this is okay, so petty they got a little <laughs> petty got, the officers were a little petty well, that was the judge that wasn't yeah, the course. officers the judge is a little petty i love it i love a creative sentence yeah well, yeah, yeah. well actually kevin and the bean they were still going on k-rock as the morning show until march of this year no when, shit yeah good for the, them yeah when the, wow. that's when the longtime k-rock morning crew was unceremoniously fired and well. uh i looked it up and i saw bean did it was either kevin or the bean one of the two put out a tweet <laughs> that said uh yeah we just got fired uh they had security come up and escort me out don't know why i would have gone quietly that happened to me when i was when i gave my my speech to the headhunting agency and i threw my tie at him saying like i am not to be bought and sold i am not a product to be moved i am a man i'm a man with a mind a man with a soul yes you are uh did you fart (laughs) that's my bit this is my torture. I am doomed to make every child smile. Uh, honestly, I think that you always have to escort the bean out with security, even if he's not fired. I just feel like he always otherwise he's going to sleep there. Yeah, because, you know, he doesn't have a house. No, no, no. He, this is a third divorce. Like by this point, this is on the third divorce. You're living on a boat that's not a houseboat. You think that's a joke. But I, I personally know someone who was living at WABC and he's a great guy. He's, well, he's a he's a he's a character. I'll say that. He's yes, but it was yeah. after his last divorce. that I was like, you're sleeping here. And that was really that's a strange revelation when you think that someone might be successful. And then you realize they're just sleeping in their office at a defunct radio station. That's why our big goal is to move off offices for last podcast network so that it's more nice just in case when one of us goes through our first divorce we have a place to go to that we can also work really hard into the night and then force everybody else to work with you perfect i love it well it'll be one of you two Mm -hmm. who gets divorced first well that's another fun game for kevin and the bean
<laughs> Doug the Slug, on the other hand, he's been a serious XM DJ on the Lithium channel for years. You he goes by Slug. He goes by Sluggo. I didn't even know that that was Sluggo. Yeah, that's Sluggo. You know Sluggo, Henry. I don't know him, but you listen to Lithium all the time. <laughs> yeah, so I could feel contemporary again because then my songs for my generation are on the radio. So you wow. know Sluggo? Why well, listen to Sluggo every time? And How he just- is he? He sounds like a sluggo, and he's very cynical because yeah. he's Generation X. Ugh. You know what I mean? So his whole thing is <laughs> him just being like, "Yeah, you people are going out there, and uh, you know, there's some people out there even thinking about going out to vote, like saying stuff like that, being like, yeah, they say to rock the vote, more like mock the vote. All right, let's play some Allison Chains. <laughs> <laughs> Always with the fucking Allison Chains. It's nothing but Allison Chains. But you know what? Oh, wow. Every month, I re-fall in love with them. Really? There's one get into song. Some Alice in Chains, it's the Rooster. A, the Rooster's good song. Yeah. Man in the Box. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Spoonman. Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Spoonman's great. Great Spoon song. Spoonman's a Soundgarden song. Yeah. So hmm. now, now look who's stupid, Bean. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could stop. Well, I wish good. I wasn't born this way. You're too good, Bean. You're too good for this world. But as stupid as the Morning Zoo crew's actions were, I think Unsolved Mysteries also share some of the blame here. Mm. See, the thing about the call is that Doug the Slug very clearly said that he'd beaten his girlfriend to death. Furthermore, it was implied that the murder occurred in Los Angeles. The murder of Lisa Cummings, on the other hand, that was death by gunshot, not by beating, and it had occurred 450 miles away in the strange little northern California town of Yuba City. Uh, Yuba is Spanish for tuba. Yes, indeed. (laughs) I love that. So it's Tuba City, but that's how you pronounce it in the Spanish. You pronounce it Yuba. Yuba. Very nice. It's a very strange little town. I used to spend uh, summers there when I was a kid. That's where my aunt and uncle lived in Yuba City. Really? No, no kid. Weird place. For I some bet. reason, I don't see you and your family traveling well. No, we travel great. Really? Because Yeah, we drove from Texas to Yuba City. I think the problems are when they're at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can just no, we see travel that. great. This is a ragtag group of people there. You and your younger, uh, you and your older brothers just being When we all hung Texan. out in New York, we had a blast. That yeah. like the little mini bachelor party well, we, that we, we were at? had fun, but I don't know if the bartenders really enjoyed the Texan <laughs> sensibility. They loved it. They were all they got the big cowboy hats on. Everybody loved it. Well, I love yeah. the, te- the Texan male, very flamboyant dressers, great mm-hmm. dancers. Fantastic great dancers. Your whole yes. family's a great bunch of dancers, Mr. Parks. Thank you very much. If you have if I ever got married, you could see how the Germans move. But you know what? Uh, yeah, we've seen how the German moves. They get their feet real high, and they they love to point at the clouds. Yes, indeed, they do. They see a lot of stuff in those clouds. Well, to put the distance into perspective, there, while both L.A. and Yuba City are in California, the distance between the two is roughly the same as the distance between Los Angeles and Phoenix, oh, which dang. isn't very close at all. No, right. What it seems like to me is that a producer on Unsolved Mysteries had discovered this call. They wanted to use it in some capacity, and they shoehorned it into the Lisa Cummings episode. Because let's face it, a radio caller confessing to a murder is great fucking television. Absolutely. It really is. Do you remember that famous call from Coast to Coast AM from the guy who said he worked at Area 51? Those panicked yeah, calls. Very panicked, I mean, that's yeah. the only show that still still has great calls. Mm-hmm. I was listening to an episode recently with Jacques Vallée. I don't think it was actually, I don't think it was that long. I think it was not that recently. I just said that the other day that 2012 was 
was just like, oh, you know, it was not that long ago. It was only 2012. And they're like, it's fucking almost a decade ago. Yes, indeed. Um, but the shock for like, like, I still love the calls on Coast to Coast Ham because it's still like someone going like, now this is Ted, I'm on out. Yeah, I'm coming down 995 and tell me you think, uh, do you think that Buffalo can possibly be magnets for ghosts? I'll take my answer off the air. Thank you very much. Like that kind of shit. I love it. I love that indeed. When I uh, replaced uh, the late uh, Alan Combs there on the radio, I loved the calls. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, it was Fox News Radio, so I had to argue with a lot of white supremacists. And uh, also people who really believed Alex Jones. And I wish I could actually talk to them now, given the the past two years of Alex Jones literally calling himself the... uh, It's dotarded, but he used the R Mm -hmm. on Joe Rogan. I watched that clip again where Alex Jones is like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, beep, beep, <laughs> hey, no, he was a, uh, he was a mess on that show. Yes, he was. And yeah. he ruined everything for himself on that show. Yes, Truly. he did. Yes. Mm-hmm. He besides did. all his, he took that. It took him smoking a joint and being dr- drunk off his ass on camera to destroy him, despite all of the other just dist- horribly destructive things that he's done. If you want to have three hours of fun times, watch his deposition on Sandy Hook. Quite fascinating. Have y'all uh, been updated on his uh, DWI arrest? Does no. it, do we know what's going on with that? I, the one I, where he said, that, like, I was just going out to get ice cream with my wife. No, we talked about it a little bit on side stories, but yeah, it was <laughs> the, the ice cream. Walk home. And then he walked home. Well, he got in because the whole thing was that they were in a he stu- he said you know, he was trying to get ice cream with his wife, but it turned out they were in a massive fight. And then she got he in the drove car. off. She like he she no, drove no, off. They no, she drove off. Then he walked home. Then he got home and then they got into another fight and then he drove off. But he then did. Technically, he was going for ice cream, but it was for a middle of fight. I'll do some ice cream and to then calm she down. called the cops on him. As she should, he was hammered. Squirt, like, driving yeah, like an afternoon vodka. Yeah. It was to relax. Yeah. All right. I don't think that man does relax. Unfortunately, no good whatsoever came out of the confess your crime hoax because the murder of Lisa Cummings is still unsolved. To this day, oh, Jesus Christ! Come on, we gotta solve that dang murder. Yeah, That's no, unfortunate, and we're doing it tonight. We're doing it tonight, <laughs> Bean. Bean, you want to do that? <laughs> That's the most. I haven't heard you so happy in years. Bean. I'm gonna tell you honestly that that was unplanned, and I have unfortunately <laughs> yeah. I have shit in my <laughs> in my basketball shorts. Okay, well that's dropping on the floor, Bean. Thank you so much um, for not wearing underwear. And this is a thing to remember to everybody: any caller on the radio is fake. Mm-hmm. Oh, all of the war. I mean, we know actors. We know yeah. actors. All oh, yeah. the War of the Roses. Not real. Unfortunately, they used to be real, but then I think some actual domestic violence was occurring, yes. and uh, they were, had to fake it. So. Yeah, so yeah, because I did them. Well, th- and Jenny Jones. If you recall, Jenny Jones, that murder where the guy came out as a yeah. he loved this other guy, and then the guy was like, "Oh, I'm too embarrassed," and he kills that guy. So Jenny Jones kind of ruined it, also. Oh wow. Yeah. And then like Jer- so Jerry Springer, all that stuff. I don't even think those people are in the clan. They. <laughs> I mean, that's a big leap to hire a bunch of BG and being like. Okay, here are your robes. Here you go. Just don't worry about this. Don't People worry. One size fit so, all. They are so horny to become famous. They would do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't doubt that. Definitely not. And that is the Unsolved Mysteries Roundup. All right. Wow. That is incredible. It's amazing the power of radio, what it used to be for people. You know? Yeah. I mean, nowadays it's all, com- it's mostly commercials. Nowadays, I honestly, well, I like now it. we, this is the world of radio. It's I like know. this. And now we're seeing what happens. We have the people break stuff all the time. Break stuff. Yeah. People go in, like their history is being made by podcasts more often than not. 
Yeah, and what an exciting conversation that would be if we had that, but we won't because I was joking about it being exciting. Okay, <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll there's, there's still some good radio out there. I, I enjoy listening to WFUV in the shower. They're great. They're the college radio station out of Fordham. They do well. There it is, folks. The radio roundup. <laughs> he likes radio. He's talking about radio. I'm happy for him. I love that. I am. Uh, all right. Uh, yes. Also, Outlaw Country on Sirius. There's. Yeah. Um, I love Outlaw Country. Straight, I love straight. Willie Nelson's. I want to say it's Willie Nelson's backyard. No, it's I Willie, love Ozzy's Willi- Boneyard. There's a lot of yards on it's XM. Willie Nelson's. Oh, what the hell is it called? Gravelly Bush. It's yeah, called Willie's Roadhouse. Yeah. Willie's Roadhouse. Yeah. Yes. It's a lot of locations where. And I don't know why Sirius XM always has a thing where you go to like a in on a radio station. It's like they pretend like it's a house that you're hanging out. Yeah, in, of course. But the whole time you're like, but I'm not hanging out. I'm, I'm in a car. What's the name of that rodeo? The the country uh, jamboree. That show Texas is Cow- Are you talking about the Texas Cowboy Union? No, no, it's called something jamboree. It's on Outlaw Country. I heard the same show about eight times when I was driving across country with my dogs hanging out. Chewing tobacco. I hate hate this. I I hate road weary Ben Kissel. (laughs) Yeah, all of a sudden, all them billboards look like pretty old girls. She's jerking off the billboards. (laughs) Sexualize a bunch of flat, just like like just flat boards. Oh yeah, country country band, country band. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you're doing all right out there in Radio Land. (laughs) I don't know what to do. Now we'll be taking your calls. Check out the merch. Yes, you check have out to. merch. You literally physically have to. Lastpodcastmerch.com. Check it out. We've got our fan design shirt that is yes. up yawn, and we are going to have a new one next month that is coming very soon. Um, I want y'all to check out our live show, Last Podcast Live. Remember that? Remember that? Remember yeah. when we could do that? That show was uh, that was a hoot, and uh, we're figuring out what's happening for next year. I think we'll, we'll be able to see y'all at some point next, next year. Next year, my goal is just go from house to house. Um, with no one knows that there's a show and right. we just get a megaphone and we just do the show at people's house and then say you we won't leave until you pay us. Yeah, we can start busking. I like that idea. No problem yeah. there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, check out the merch. Check out all the great shows here on the Last Podcast Network. Uh, check out, if you want to know about music, Marcus Parks and Carolina Hidalgo, they are working on a little series on the cramps yep, right now, just- which is awesome. Yeah, if you've been waiting for the cramp series to be over before you listen to it all, part three was released uh, on Thursday. So go Oops. check that out. Cramps one, go. two, three. And check out page seven. They're doing a very in-depth breakdown of Britney Spears right now, which Love is it. actually very fascinating. Leave Britney alone. If she is being uh, held under lock and key against her will by her father, get Britney out of there. Uh, indeed, she's been abused by the industry for too long. That's I mean, what I think. to be JT, honest, Justin Timberlake was the only relationship she had where she was truly treated as an equal. And I think he deserves some credit for that. You know a lot about this. I, I to do. be honest, I, love so I am one of those where it's like I feel like I'm very sad for Britney that she was abused by the Hollywood system. But I'm like, I could have used some more of that. Yeah, abuse. but you didn't look like her at 16. Yeah, I mean, I probably at the same cup size. Well, that's very possible. <laughs> um, the LPN show. Speaking of music, we had Mackenzie Nicole on for this week. Next week, we'll have some more great people that are in the network or around the network, whatever it might be. Yes. And uh, top hat. We got politics. We got uh, wrestling. Kind of fun. We got well, you know, all the shows, uh, all the nerd stuff you ever wanted to hear from from two of the nerdiest people we know on Wizard Wizard and the Bruiser. This is the only place where it's really not an insult. 
where because yeah. they are such um, excruciating nerds, they it are. makes the show really good. Yeah, that's the whole thing. That's that's the that's what they holding could also be the bean. <laughs> <laughs> he would be a great bean. He would uh, be. All right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing okay out there. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Hail Magustulations, everybody. Hail me, you trashy little monsters. Oh, wow. Bean. <laughs> oh, you still got it. I can't believe they fired you. Unfortunately, I went to the doctor the other day, and they said um, that the farts are mostly caused by, it seems to be a malignant tumor has kind of grown pretty significantly in my colon. So, I- <laughs> Bean. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I have six months to live. That is great, Bean. <laughs> this is it's happening every 30 seconds now. <laughs> it seems like it. I'm decaying. Yes, you are, Bean. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod.